to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. I'm Boy K. Fings. And we back up in this biatch. Another day. Another day. It is Sunday. What's the day? The 20... 24th. 24th. Sunday, the 24th of June. We're exiting this month. This month, this year's going by fast. Yeah. Crazy, man. Halfway, well, more than halfway. Yeah, more than halfway, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. There's all the more reason to get off your ass. If you're not doing what you should be doing with your life, man, know that time waits for no man. It will keep on going. And if you're stagnant, it will pass you by. You'll be living in the past. Remember when I used to do this? Remember when I used to do that? Living in the past means you're not creating new memories. Remember that New Year's resolution you had on January 1st? Maybe time to get started on that. Yeah, like yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) You still got that 50 pounds you never lost. (laughs) Lose that 50 pounds, man. Day at a time. Tackle it. Yeah. All right, man. We're going to get right into today's topics, man. The first one is XXXTentacion, his death. And uh, recently, if you're not familiar with X, he was a rapper, um, actually very talented in my opinion. Not was I wasn't one of his biggest fans, but I, I mean, I told Keith, I said, hey, man, this kid is pretty dope. He's got some pretty good music. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I like everything he put out, but he has some really good music. Yeah. Um, he was he was gunned down recently and uh, he had a Louis bag stolen from him mm-hmm. and he died because he got robbed. And it's like mm-hmm. the senseless death. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and it's sad in itself. And I mean, the kid said some pretty wild things. And, you know, it was some some older dudes I know that was like, see, this what the problem with these kids is. They be talking too much and they getting shot. And see, we didn't used to do that back in the day. And I listened to I, did, I listened to some people say this and I'm just thinking about, mm, oh, okay, so Tupac never said anything bad, right? Mm-hmm. So he never said nothing bad. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's just it's history repeating itself over again. Um, unfortunately, somebody uh, died in the, in the, in, uh, uh, in the uh, event. But the the more unfortunate part about it to me is a young person passed away. He's only twenty years old. Yeah. You know, if I was a couple years older, I would literally be old enough to be his dad. Mm-hmm. So it it kind of fucks me up in a way that he did not get to live his best complete life. Yeah. Maybe he was turning things around. Um, Obviously, you know, he had those charges, you know, the um, uh, alleged uh, abuse of his pregnant his pregnant girlfriend and some other shit that it went on. But my thing is, is I'm not here to judge him. He is dead. So what I have to say or how I feel about certain things is irrelevant. Yeah. You know, um, the man died and uh, we just need to, at the very most, if we ain't got nothing nice to say, then don't say shit. That's just my opinion. But yeah, I think. You know, as far as the allegations and, you know, how we die, we have to we have to be able to separate those things. Definitely. Because um, if you however you feel about what he did, we we also know that he didn't get convicted of, you know, at least the um, domestic violence situation. Um, so in, in a lot of those cases were were pending and stuff like that. There was some stuff that he like admitted to doing. And I guess you can feel some type of way about that. But at the end of the day, you know, his his demise wasn't necessarily connected to um, his like domestic um, violence disputes and whatever, uh, whatever happened in his past that he admitted to doing. You know, I guess the the, the biggest thing is like a 
a young black man was, you know, shot and, and murdered over, you know, basically money. Yeah. And, you know, that's just, that's definitely unfortunate. And the, the more fucked up thing about it, too, is he was shot by another black man, Robin. Yeah. And it's like, man, like, it, it kills me. It kills me at this. I, I don't matter who it was, white, black, whatever. You, we just don't need to put too much stock in certain other situations, like, you know, the police gun somebody down, which is fucked up. And we've seen it many times. But also, when a situation like this goes on, it's really unfortunate when instead of building each other up, you got people robbing you and that person looked like you. And it's not cool, bro. Um, This dude was a known felon. Um, He was already on probation that shot him. And, And it's fucked up because social media has made people so sick that this stupid motherfucker went on his social media and said he basically admitted to shooting X. He literally admitted to shooting. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, you know, people, you know, I'm just not the one that you want to get, you want to cross. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, what? And then he deleted the post. Mm-hmm. And the police found out. And the thing about it, that guy that posted it, he got an extra 300,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's crazy, man. I think Nipsey Hussle said it best on his Breakfast Breakfast Club interview. He talked about how, you know, gangbanging and stuff is not the same as it used to be just because of the, the surveillance, the technology we got now, the social media, and it's just so many cameras around. You know, I think he talked about he was in a, a situation where, you know, he was he was going to go do something with some of his homies, he ended up not doing it. I think he was recording music or something like that. All of his all of his homies did whatever. They all got snatched up because of, you know, the different surveillances and stuff. And, you know, he basically, you know, escaped just because he was recording. Like, if it, if it wasn't for that situation, he would have been in the same, you know, same situation as him. So it's like nowadays, um, it's, it's, really, it's really strange that, like, you know, you see the guy, he's on Instagram Live with some of his friends and the friends like, yo, like you got the Louis bag in the, in the in your video, dude. You just admitted to snitching yourself. And then on Instagram Live, the guy's like, yo, shut up, essentially threatening the guy on Instagram Live. And it's just like it, it doesn't really like it doesn't really make sense. Like these these new gangsters or whatever, like they don't even know how to move nah. with this social media because they post they post everything about their lives anyways it's like it almost makes the cops jobs way easy for yeah. them like literally they were showing like um in some of the documents that i had seen people reading through they were showing like sandals that the guy was wearing in some of his, his instagram posts and different clothes he was wearing i was he, he was wearing on the same day and it's like they had footage of the guy walking into the store and buying the different products. And then they had uh, a bunch of surveillance of, you know, him, you know, driving down the street. Like, it's literally cameras everywhere. You can't really, Mm-mm. you can't really move the same like that. Nah. And you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's good. It's definitely good that we're getting these people off the streets. But it's also bad because that's not even deterring people away from no, doing yeah. crimes anymore it's almost like you know they don't they don't really care and then you had a situation where the dude's D, his name's like Dietrich Williams or something like that mm-hmm. the dude's brother is getting on Instagram or YouTube or whatever 
And he's like, yo, keep my brother's name out your mouth. He's like, I don't care who y'all is. I'll, I'll pull up on every one of y'all. And it's like, really? the video had like 9,000 views. <laughs> Are you literally like pulling up on 9,000 people? Yes. Yeah, like, it just, it, it doesn't it, make sense. I think what the problem is, too, is we literally glorify. Not only do people do anything for attention and likes, and they want to be viral. Mm-hmm. They want to be viral by any means necessary. Like, they don't give a fuck. They will, they, they will literally glorify somebody getting shot. Like, man, he blew his brains all over there. Y'all see that? That's crazy. Instead of calling the fucking, instead of calling the police or fire department or ambulance, whatever, they use that same phone to record shit. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I think people have been so desensitized to violence that they have become this just, they've become, it's like this, this, this fake world that people live in. Social Mm -hmm. media is like a world within itself. I think I've mentioned it once. Mm -hmm. Now we have reality and then we have you know, social media. And some people are so, so like delusional Mm -hmm. that they allow what happens on social media to translate over into life. Mm -hmm. Like just recently, it was a boy that got stabbed up a bunch of times. He's only 15 years old. That little kid, the Puerto Rican kid, I think it was a junior. Mm -hmm. He was an innocent kid minding his business and got stabbed up. It was all on camera. A bunch of, a bunch of grown men came and stabbed him up. And I'm just like, dude, like you gotta be kidding me. Mm-hmm. But that's the world we live in, man. And another thing too, people, a lot of people, even my cousin that got on there, and I ain't trying to put him on no blast. I ain't gonna say no names. Yeah. But it really bothered me because this dude had a, a extreme lack of empathy towards his death and yeah. was posting memes of of ex dead in the car and was like laughing about it. And it's like this is what social media does to people. The deepest, darkest, evil shit that people have in their mind and the dysfunction that they have in their mind. They portray it on that platform, and it's 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 very it bothers me. It bothered me so much that I wrote in his comments. Look, man, I was like, um, I don't understand how it's funny that a twenty year old lost his life. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And then this is what he said. He also said, I hope. Uh, he said, uh, well, he said it's, it's, it's extension on six nine is gonna be next, and hopefully they get little yachty too. And I'm just thinking like this is a dude with kids. Mm-hmm. Somebody's life was taken away, and you the best thing you could do is laugh? Bruh, that's not cool. Yeah. And, uh, in any capacity, that's fucked up. And I don't know this kid, man, but everybody out here sending, everybody doing something crazy. Yeah. And, the, and to judge someone based off what they did, and as bad as it is, it's like we kind of, um, we create these mediums or these, you know, basically what's wrong or what's more wrong than this and what's this at the end of the day, man. He was alive when he did some of these things and some of the things he wasn't convicted of. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just pray for his family. Yeah. I'm not going to get up here like I'm his biggest fucking fan and, mm-hmm. you know, but damn, man, somebody like have a heart. Shit. Yeah. They always say, man, if you don't have nothing good to say, then just don't say it at all. Don't like, nobody you listen to saved, that. You could have <laughs> saved yourself so much time by yep. just not even posting nothing about him. Like yep. me personally, I didn't, you know, I've heard his songs on the radio um, a couple of them were cool. I'm not necessarily a fan. I don't really, you know, I don't have them on my Spotify playlist or whatever. But, you know, the couple of songs that I heard were, they were they were pretty cool. Um, and when he passed, it wasn't, like, I didn't have that connection. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to get on YouTube or I'm not going to be the guy on Instagram like RIPX, RIPX, because I, really, I didn't really know him like that. And I also heard some of the allegations before. 
And I didn't use this opportunity to be like, oh, he deserved to die because exactly. like, you know, I wasn't, I just wasn't that invested in it. Exactly. And um, I think one thing that we have to realize is that people are extremely complex. Like just people in general, you know, the people that you look up to, they're, you know, there's, exactly. you know, people in churches that are probably, you know, giving the greatest sermons in the world, they're healing people. You know, they may even, you know, if your rent is late or whatever, they may they may even give you, you know, a, a couple months rent or something like that. But in their personal life, they're doing some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's there's a guy that, you know, I grew up listening to a lot, a lot of gospel music. And there was a guy that, you know, he make like like some of the best gospel songs that, you know, people have ever heard of. Not, you know, outside of like the CC Winans and stuff. He was like a new generation, like mid-2000s he was making like really good albums and stuff and then he came out as being gay and it was just like does that take away from like the music he made like how are we supposed to feel about this so it's just like you know at a certain point we kind of i don't i don't know if we necessarily have to separate it but we just have to put things into perspective that people are complex like you can do good and you can do bad and you know what I mean? It's I guess it's your own right to judge people for, you know, what they do. But at the same time, we have to realize, like, everyone has some sort of, like, personal demons that they exactly. got going on. So Exactly. Yeah. And I think what it is, too, is, is we're, we're horrible because we start to judge people when they're not the way we want them to be. Yeah. We have this perceived idea of who a person is before we even know who they are. Yeah. So the same guy you listening to his music or whatever the case... Like, even if it's a preacher, he could be preaching to the congregation and he could be fucking half of them after he leaves the church. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we can't sit here and and have this perceived idea or preconceived notion of who someone is. I think it's foolish and a lot of us are guilty of it. I am as well. I'll be like, dang, I can't believe they did that. You mm -hmm. shouldn't even be in a position to say, oh, I can't believe. That's mm -hmm. a human being, homie. Mm -hmm. The only perfect per human being in ever was God, okay? Mm -hmm. So yeah. let's not let's not put too much stock into what a person is or what they do. Yeah. Because we don't know who that person is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's plenty of examples we've seen like, oh my God, I can't believe they And it's like a lot of times it's crazy how it's also contradictive in a way too, because the same person that can say X beat his wife and that's ridiculous, but they driving down the street. I don't see nothing wrong <laughs> with a little you listen to R. Kelly who had a sex tape with underage girls and was with Aaliyah when she was 15. Yeah. And you and you don't see nothing wrong with what he was doing, but you're going to talk about X. He beat his woman. He beat his wife, his girl while she was pregnant. Yeah. Like, bro, sin is a sin. Mm -hmm. Everybody out here sinning, man. So you got to be, you need to be self-aware of your uh, lack of depth when it comes to not only judging people, but how you move as well. Stop putting too much stock into people because people are very imperfect, brother. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It's You know, one thing that you, what you do have to realize is that if you're going to be a person that, you know, takes that stance and you're a completely opposed to that, you can do that. But you do have to realize that, um, like I said, there um, people are complex, so... Even if you you you're a person and you take a stance against domestic violence, and then you're like, oh, I'm not going to listen to X's music. I'm going to bash him on the day he dies. Okay, cool. But you do have to realize there are a countless number of celebrities and, and mm -hmm. um, famous people that yep. have 
also been accused of these things and they've also been, you know, convicted of, of these things. Tupac was convicted of rape. Yep. You know what I mean? People people play his music all the time. People got Tupac tattoos. Yep. People, you yep. know, every day is his birthday. They perfect you example. know, they post on social media about, you know, how great he was. Um, you know, Dr. Dre also was a person that, you know, was accused of domestic violence. Suge Knight was definitely accused of domestic violence. So his whole death row discography, are you are you not going to listen to Snoop Dogg's old albums? Right. Are you not going to listen to, you know, Tupac's albums? Are you not going to listen to, you know, all these albums? So it's like, if you if you want to take that stance, you have to like really take it and have to look through it. Like, because there's, you know, there's going to be people in every single um, aspect of entertainment that have been accused of this um of things like this like pedophilia and like similar similar instances so you know if you really want to do it you got to like you have to go full force i guess very true and and in addition to that i hate to bring this up but also you know people you know all you know ex beat this girl while she's pregnant and all of this and you know we also need to understand there are certain people that remain celebrated after they pass which i don't want to talk bad about them but i'm just speaking factually Beloved Paul Walker from Fast and Furious movies, you know, may he rest in peace. But when he was 33, his girlfriend was 16. If that is not the definition of pedophilia, then I don't know what is, okay? And everybody's like, oh, Paul Walker was so cute. I miss him and all that. It's like people appropriate certain things and then tear other people down for the same shit. Yeah. People need to knock that shit off. And a lot of people did not know that Paul Walker had a 16-year-old girlfriend until I mentioned it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, when you hear this, you'd be like, you're lying. You don't know what you're talking. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. And and it's not only him. It's, it's tons of other people that have done wild shit. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, um, we'll paint these awesome pictures of them, you know. Um, another one is Carl Malone from the Utah Suns. Uh, I think the girl was 13 and he was like 26 or something like that at the time. Yeah. And it's like, dude. It's, this is crazy. Yeah, a bunch of crazy shit going on, and the thing is, is like we we pick and choose who we lift up and put on the pedestal, and we tear other people down. Yeah. We got to knock that shit off. Mm -hmm. We really do. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a it's a crazy crazy world. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot of a lot of people with you know different different stuff going on in their lives, and you know it's 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 tough. That's that's why it's just better to not be that person that's like, dang, I'm glad XXX died. You know, it's better to just be like, all right, cool. If you don't have, if you don't have nothing good to say, just, you know, keep it to yourself. Share it. You know, you can have a conversation with your friends. You don't necessarily need to be the person that's, you know, all on social media bashing him. Cause at the end of the day, a 20 year old kid got shot because he got a lot of money. That's pretty much, you know, essentially the reason why he died. And somebody out there you know that was on a hunt that day and you know it it seemed i guess some uh some of the things were saying that he people were they were following following him the whole the whole day and they seen they knew he was going to the bank they knew he had a lot of money on him and you know he pulled up he pulled up into the 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 place and then they kind of boxed him in and essentially like they they i guess they threatened him and he was fighting for his life and then you know they ended up shooting him and now he's gone. So 
sad situation. Yeah, very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, in addition to that, just correction: Carl Malone was in college, mm-hmm. and the girl was thirteen. Doesn't make it any any better. But just thought I would fact check that. <laughs> that nigga Carl Malone is way too big to be messing with. Oh my god! Girl. I don't know how that went on, man. Oh, it, this is just an extra point. If you have, you listen to this and you have a sister that's of younger of age or a daughter, make sure you watch your daughters. This old ass niggas out there trying to get with these girls, man. Heck yeah. They old, man. They like 30, 28, and, and they like hanging around high school girls. Like, bruh, like, it's really people that be doing that, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you straight up. If I'm, if I'm, if I have a daughter, let's say, for example, she was in high school right now. And I see any grown man around her, I would tell him, look, man, uh, if I ever see you around here, it's not going to be good for you, bro. Like, it's not, it's yeah. not, I'm not going to call the police or nothing. We just going to have problems. It's going to be me and you. Because mm-hmm. I'm already knowing a grown man has no business being around a young woman. Yeah. Because he a grown man. And especially if your daughter is a virgin and she's just a young kid, that man need to stay away. Mm-hmm. It's, that's just not cool. All these teachers getting in trouble. They, I mean, think about all the teachers is fucking the students. Yeah, and they like thirty something, and this is oh man, it's just, it's terrible, man. It's mm-hmm. terrible. But to to the main point, um, let people rest in peace, man. You're not going. We're not going to try to dig up nothing on people, man. Um, if if that's how you get down, and get down that way. But all I know is this: if you're doing that, don't ever expect empathy when somebody in your family pass away. Don't be like cracking jokes and posting memes of people, but then when your aunt, mom, cousin, whoever passed away, you please, I need prayers. Nah, man, fuck you. Because the last time I checked, you was making fun of somebody else's death. Yeah. I'm not trying to pay God with nobody, okay? I'll still pray for you, but I'm not. I'm saying don't expect empathy from everybody else. Because mm-hmm. you can't, that's not how life works, buddy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Rest in peace, so we gotta say. Yeah, man. All right, moving right along, moving right along. Black sitcoms in the 90s. I'm sure everyone could relate to this. Um, it was a lot of great shows that happened to be black shows. Family Matters, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Another one was uh, The Cosbys. Okay, mm-hmm. now we're gonna do all this without talking about Bill. Okay, we're not going to talk about Bill Cosby at all. We're going to leave him out. But these shows were all awesome. They were a win for everybody because they gave you a look into a black family that was just like everyone else. Because for the longest, people didn't know, they had no examples of black family shows. You Like, you had the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then, like, that's really it. You had the Jeffersons. What's another one besides them before Fresh Prince and all them? That was it, I think. What's it? Uh, with uh, Dynamite. What's the guy's name? Oh, oh, damn it. Not what, it's not what's happening. or. Uh, I think it's one of them, man. Matter of fact, I got a better one. We could look up black sitcoms. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is, was it Raj? I forget I, his name. I know you're talking about, though. Yeah. He had the red hat. Dynamite. No, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget the dude's name. It was a few black shows. It wasn't very many to, to the main point, but it wasn't very many examples of black families mm-hmm. and you know how they function and how they live life in different professions. What was awesome about good the, times, good times, yeah, good times. And another one was uh, okay, there was good times, and then it was uh, the one with a uh, red fox and his son. But that that was you can't really 
you can't. It wasn't really family, like mm-hmm. a family. It was more like comedy, Red Fox. But yeah. the I think the best one probably ever to me is Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. It, it it gave like it gave the best example of the black experience. You know, you got Will Smith who from Philly. He came up rough. You know, he didn't have his dad or whatever, but his aunt Viv out in Cali lived in a in a really huge mansion, and her husband was a a, a, a judge. And I think she was a lawyer, I believe. Could be. I'm not sure what she was. Aunt Viv. What Aunt Viv did. Yeah, I'm talking about the black Aunt Viv, not the light skinned one. <laughs> the dark skinned Aunt Viv. <laughs> before they just fucking pulled the pulled her off the. How you gonna replace a dark skinned woman with a light skinned woman? Fresh Prince is the only, and I, you know, to this day, I'm still not used to the light skinned one. Yeah, when you see some when of you see the episodes, episodes you be like, "What are you doing?" I'm man? not used to the light skin yeah. on Viv. You just that was fucked up, man. And usually, typically, like I, I, this is just my opinion, but as a black man, I like I like women that are either like brown skin complexion, like they black, like a little bit lighter than me, or like light skin. That's probably just because I'm dark. And usually, you don't see. The only like light skinned people you see together is like Steph Curry and his wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's usually like a dark dude with a light chick and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But it was just weird to me how they did that shit. But anyways, what was cool about the show is it showed uh, successful black families mm-hmm. in a positive light. Uh, them, and then you also have uh, the Cosbys. The, the, the dad was a doctor. The mother, I think she was worked at a college or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. And you also had uh, Family Matters. The dad was a cop, and Steve Verka was a nerd, you know. Mm-hmm. And then his daughter, and they were, you know, it was just functional black families. And the reason why this is is important that I'm touching on this point is because there are literally in today's in today's TV in 2018, absolutely zero examples of good black family shows, except for like that was show Blackish. Yeah. That's the only like black sitcom and it's I right. Yeah. It ain't all that. Mm-hmm. But everything you see nowadays involving black people is some dysfunctional shit, man. Yeah. It's either uh some uh basketball wives or uh, uh fucking hip hop wives or some other bullshit, man. It just portraying blacks in a horrible light. Yeah. I and it and it's entertainment. They be like, "You don't watch basketball wives?" Fuck no, I don't watch that shit. Why would I watch that? It's garbage. Yeah. Excuse me. It's garbage pale TV, man. It's like I can't get into watching watching chicks argue about some shit. They shouldn't even have a show. They did they did nothing. They man is the reason why they even on a show. So that's embarrassing, man. Mm-hmm. It's like y'all got a show cuz y'all man played basketball. What the fuck y'all got a show for? Most of them not really in relationships. No, nah, they not. It's like what the yeah the, the 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 thing is though that people's perceptions are shaped by you know what they see exactly. on TV and stuff like that so exactly you know for us for me I don't know much about Asia so all that I do know from about Asia comes from like Jackie Chan movies and anime and stuff like that there so, you go you know the same sort of thing happens about black people definitely um, we only you know we're only about thirteen percent of the population in America. And those that thirteen percent is really like cultivated in you know a few different areas like there California, New York, and you know in the South and stuff like that. So you know there's people in Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota that are watching 
you know, basketball wise and love hip hop and black ink and mm-hmm. you know, they're thinking, you know, that is how a normal black person acts and you know, in reality there are some people that act like that, obviously, because they're on, you know, they're on TV. But definitely, there are a large majority of black people that don't act like that. Those are those aren't really black people. Those are niggas. Yeah, <laughs> niggas and black people are two different. Yeah, people. They're two different things. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black people and niggas, they're they're totally different things. And the the, the funny part about you bringing that up. Is like I'll be talking to like one of my white homeboys or a Mexican homeboy or whatever or some chick, just a non-black person, and they'll be like, "Damn, dude, like you're the most non-black person I've ever seen." And I'll be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Yes. Yeah, and it's just a dumb comment to make. And what it is is what I've learned is when people say that, it's not so much because I'm whitewashed or whatever it means. It's the fact that your idea of a black person is this loudmouth ghetto pants sagging can't read type motherfucker. That's not me. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I don't pigeonhole every um, uh, every Mexican, every white, every Asian. I don't pigeonhole people mm-hmm. and limit them in my mind like, oh, well, oh, they Asian, so they can't drive, or oh, they this, or they that. I don't yeah. do that. Yeah. So it's funny, like, when it happens to me, it, it gives me, it lets me know that people have a real perception of black people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it ain't good. Like, a lot of people think we ain't shit. Yeah. They probably think we steal and all kinds of shit. Yeah. Or they be, they probably think we just in single mother household. We had me and Keith had we both had our fathers. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't assume that every black person don't got their dad in the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I had an older. It was a, a teacher, uh, actually, when I was in high school, and he's like, "Hey, I got this sweater." He's like, "I know it's probably not. It's not probably not as easy for you. You know. You know. You know your mom." And I'm thinking like. My mom, what the fuck you mean? <laughs> what you talking about? What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> and like I didn't I didn't pick up on it until like a like a while later. I'm like, this dude think I came from like a single mother household. Yeah. Like the typical uh bad story, the black the black kid, mm-hmm. poor, poor black kid story. Mm-hmm. Like, man, no, it's not like that. I'm telling y'all straight up right now. It's not like that. Yeah. Whatever you hear, whatever myth you believe. This is all we got. All kind of weird shit that people think about us. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. So, what was awesome about these sitcoms is it, it, it gave like it it normalized you no know, success in a black family and mm-hmm. you know um, just being functional and and you know being cultural. You know, and all those things are great because a lot of black people that I know, yeah, like are actually intelligent people, not dummies. Like Keith has a degree. My sister has a degree. My first cousin has a degree. Like I come from a long line of people that are educated. Yeah. And I got to sit here and watch these dummies on TV that make us all look bad. Yeah, man. Hey, and the, the, the thing the thing with that too is that um there were those 90s sitcoms showed different types of jobs. Definitely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Judges, lawyers, um, you know, uh um, you know, all kind of, you know, Martin was a, a you know, a radio, radio DJ, yeah. and, and it just showed like in doctors and stuff like that. It just showed like it, it showed and living single, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was uh, also the girl in there was a, as a, as a, a lawyer and it, you know, those things really like shaped people in, you know, um, what is it? Uh, the spinoff from a co- the Cosby show, um, a different world, a different world. Yeah. yeah. A, a different world literally like, um, 
a lot or it kind of like coaxed a bunch of you know young minorities into going to college because they was like oh yeah. this is like a, a dope experience you know what i mean i'm around my friends and i'm getting an education and stuff like that shout so, out to hill yeah so it's uh you know it's 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 super important for you know us to be shown in a in a positive light because that that definitely has an influence on the culture and, and, and the people that are watching it the, the people that are in it you know as a black person watching those shows you can you can definitely grab something from it and also from the outside perspective like what are white people thinking about you what are mexicans thinking about you what are asians thinking about you so when you walk into you know the liquor store and you genuinely going in there to buy a drink they're not like rushing you out of there and thinking you're gonna steal something mm-hmm. so it's just like oh yeah yeah it, 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 it all ties back to the perception mm-hmm. of black people you know and these black sitcoms they had like i, I think it was a win for everybody man it was a win because you know as black people watching the show we enjoyed it i think everyone just enjoyed the content in general yeah. they didn't watch it because like oh there's a black family let's watch the show yeah i just think it was highly relatable because it dealt with family issues it dealt with with you know different issues that we all face as even as different cultures we all we are more alike than we are different mm-hmm. you know so when you watch a show like fresh prince i'm sure all you could agree was a great show not just because i'm saying oh it was great it's, it's actually an awesome show, just based on the, the, the diversity of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about even his sister Hillary was uh, worked at the news. Yeah. You know, so. Hillary used to be banging. Hillary was fine, bro. Yeah. Hillary was fine. That's when I really got broken into, like, light-skinned <laughs> chicks. <right there. laughs> I was like, Hillary was, like, the light-skinned, like, the first, like, real light-skinned chick I really was into. And I say for Mexicans, it was probably Selena. Yeah, Selena was like, mm-hmm. once I seen Selena was pretty and thick and could sing, yeah. that's when I really started really liking Mexican chicks right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Selena. Shout out to Selena. Right, rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace. They have a... Uh... You know what? I don't mean to cut you off, but I should pose that question. Who was thicker? Selena or Jennifer Lopez? I got it. Well... Bro, Selena was thick, bro. J Lo now been working out. Not so this, no, 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 yeah, not this Selena. Not, I mean, not this Jennifer. That's I'm what I'm saying. I'm talking about back then, that Jennifer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But back in the day, she was eating, you know, what I'm saying, eating a little bit more pancakes, eating a little bit more fried chicken, and she was hanging around Diddy. <laughs> this is before she went Hollywood, start going vegan and whatnot. So yeah, know, she man. got a vegan booty now. <laughs> That's what Hollywood would do to you. Yeah, that little booty could use a little more carbs right now. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm about to, you know what? I'm going to go to Instagram right now and I'm going to put that, I'm going to ask that question on the poll and I'm going to say, who was thicker, J Lo or Selena? I'm pretty sure everybody's going to say Selena because Selena was. I would go with Selena. Selena was dumb thick, man, but she was talented, very talented. Yeah. I mean, it. Get up. Bitty bitty bum bum. Yeah, she has some bum bums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, I think one of the most captivating episodes of Fresh Prince was um, when his father didn't come to see him. His father kept standing him up and he was crying. He was like, I'm going to go to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go to school. I'm going to marry a fly honey. We're going to have mad kids and yeah. I'm going to do this and then do that. And he just start crying like, why don't, why he don't want me, man? And he was crying. And that was like that was like everybody got to witness that struggle 
And it's not only that black men go through that when they don't have a dad. It's other people, you know, it could be a white kid seeing that his dad don't come around. It could be a Mexican kid. Mm -hmm. He's seeing that his dad don't come around. You know, and it had, and what happened what was awesome is it had, everybody could relate to that. Even if you had your dad in your life, you was just like, dang, like that's, that's what kids go through when their dad ain't around. You know what I mean? And it it can affect a grown man throughout the course of his life. I think, I think one thing that thing that Will Smith did in the, Obviously, like the um, the banks are like not a perfect family, but they're Definitely. like an ideal family. You have a successful, you know, parents, Definitely. and you know your kids are you know going to Princeton and all successful in their own right. Um, but then they showed like a a another person that is not a typical person in the black community, but a person that is possible that is a real person in the black community, a person that was raised by you know, a single parent, um, and Will Smith. And what, what the show did that was really great is that he's, although he was raised by a single parent, you know what I mean? He's not gangbanging. He's not out in the streets and doing crazy stuff. He's, you know, he's a, he's a good kid. That's just, you know, trying to find his way. And, you know, it was almost, it was almost like, um, like, Moms couldn't take care of him in Philadelphia, so you yeah. can go, I'm gonna do what's best for you, and you're gonna go, you, you know, live, you know, live in Hollywood or live in Hollywood. And that's stuff crazy. Like that, so. that that is true, and you you know what was awesome about that? Like you said, it it gave perspective, but it also it um it it normalized black culture because a lot of people, if you just listen to what the media told you about black people, you would just think we circus freaks, mm-hmm. like circus animals. Like if if you listen to the media right now about black people, you figure that we, you would, this all you get is negative shit that we in gangs, yeah. that we we shoot each other, that we rappers, yeah. that we just all we are is if we are successful, what people see is all is we just athletes or football players, mm-hmm. and it's like we are so much more than that. And all these all these myths and all these stereotypes and all this shit this is just not us yeah you know what i mean we can't be normal people sometime man yeah. you know what i mean it, it's it's just ridiculous yeah it's, it's like and the crazy thing is like we talked about uh on the on the long a lot of podcasts a long time ago it's like and the people cracking the penis jokes mm-hmm. you can't even be a normal dude yeah you know what if you don't got a 10-foot penis now yeah. what you let them down well yeah <laughs> like come on man like it's like dude this is not it's not cool it's not it's mm-hmm. not it's not who we are as a culture, man. So yeah. the the best thing you can do is just figure figure it like this. When you see a bad person doing something bad, it's somebody like that in every cultural background. Yeah. If you see a black dude sagging his pants shooting at people, it's a Mexican doing that. Mm-hmm. Also. It's a white person doing that. Also. Yeah. It's an Asian person doing that. Also. Yeah. Just look at it through a different scope, man. Don't yeah. be so narrow minded and uh Give people a chance, for Christ's yeah. sake. It sucks that, you know, normal normal black people don't really get a fair shake because we're being, like, the media and social media is manipulating the, um, the narrative on, like, black people. So you see, um, like, somebody would do a, cer- a certain crime and, you know, it may a white person may have also done the same crime, but just the way they you know articulate how the black person did such a thing, it just it's just more negative than it usually is for a white person. 
they'll use words like terrorist or gangster, but when it comes to yeah. like the white kid, it'd be like disgruntled or mental health or yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like it just sucks, man. Like yeah. if you're gonna paint one person as being, you know, having uh, some sort of mental health issues, then, you know, do it with the, the black people too. And I think that to be honest, like if it, when it comes to that sort of mental health, there's a lot of there's a lot of traumatic experiences that yeah, we yeah. as black people go through and um, it shapes the way we react to certain things. Definitely. So like, you know, if you're a if you're a young, you know, young 17, 18, 19 year old kid and you're, you know, you're going to a lot of parties and stuff like that, there's a certain amount of anxiety involved in those parties especially in a you know a town like bakersfield where there's so much gang violence like that kind of thing like really takes a you know a huge effect on you and how you you know perceive certain situations so you could be you could be in a party and i've been in so many parties where it's been like shootings and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so you could be in a party and it could be like like everything could be going smoothly but you're still in the back of your mind you're still a little bit on edge like dang at any moment, like the wrong person could show up, or any moment somebody could step on somebody's shoe, and Man. you know a fight will break out, and ain't no telling who got a gun in their car. And I've been like literally walking away from a party, and somebody's getting ready to shoot in the air, and the gun is just jamming, and we looking over him like, what the, what the like, hell? what is this nigga doing? Mm-hmm. And we just take off running, like, but it's just like, yeah. So those kind of things, like, you know what I mean? We just have to be aware that we are all going through situations so when you when these people are you know per- telling telling our stories or our narratives yeah, that's on not the news, cool. um you just have to be mindful that it's it's a person that is not of that area not of that culture not of Definitely. that location or ge- a geographic location and they're painting their story from a perspective like behind a desk or exactly they live on the way other side of town and they're yeah. talking about people in, you know, a certain other area. So exactly. you know, just be aware of that. But here's here's the number one thing that we need to look at too is as a black man, I'm not gonna try to tell you what a Latino goes through. Yeah. As a black man, I'm not gonna tell you what white people go through. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna try to tell you what Asian people go through. You know why? Cause I don't know. Yeah. Okay? But it's frustrating, is all I'm saying. When I turn on the news and you and you turn and you you glance across Fox News and well, Black America needs to understand that you know this is this this is I'm thinking like man, we don't get to have the opportunity to have this press on other people. Mm-hmm. We don't get to turn on and say oh why don't white crime is a problem in America like Black people don't have that same convenience the same as other ethnicities don't have that. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is is like try your best to not shape how you think about blacks. Or black people in general, based on what you just catch on the media, because yeah. in in today's world, because there's not enough good examples of us in there. It's yeah. the, the reason why we brought up 90, 90 sitcoms is because there was a much better, um, there was a much better, what would you say? Not so much a projection, but an idea of what Black America was. Example. It's a much better example of what Black America was, just because we just like everybody else. I'm, I hope I don't have to explain that. But I have to because, as you can see, it's definitely not looking great. Yeah. It's crazy, man. We live in a crazy world. I, um, think, I think that, um, too, I'm, I'm a little bit little bit of a victim of it as well. And, you know, we have, 
definitely, um, you know, we, we joke about LeBron James all the time about his, you know, on the court antics and, you know, his finals record. And, you know, he's a definitely, you know, one of the all time greatest athletes of the world. But sometimes I think that because he's such a polarizing figure on the court, we almost dismiss this fact that he's a married man. He yep. got like three kids and, you know, his oldest son is, you know, a really good basketball player. And he's like, you know, super supportive dad, he, you know, go to, goes to, you know, all the um, games he can, you know, watches his son play and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, one of the better examples of, you know, him, uh, you know, Steph Curry, better examples of, you know, what being like a real black father is, you know what I mean? And it, it's almost, it doesn't get as much publicity as, you know, him winning rings, but, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's almost better for our community to see yeah. him, you know what I mean? Be so present in his, his kid's life. So that's like, you know, one of the things that it's almost doing, you know, it won't get as much, you know, it's not going to get as him at his basketball, his son's basketball game, cheering him on, probably won't get as many views as a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode, but it's almost, you know, it definitely does have that same positive effect of seeing, you know, you know, guys like him and Steph Curry, you know what I mean? And all these people, you know, they have their kids after they win the championships and stuff like that, so. I yeah, definitely, but that that's a positive example, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But then we got another example. Nipsey Hussle just slapped some dude I guess some employee from BET mm. and it's getting a bunch of people retweeting it and replaying it and all of that. And it's sad thing about it is we pay more attention to shit like that than LeBron James watching his son playing at a game mm -hmm. or, you know, taking his family out to a movie or something positive. It's, mm -hmm. it's like this society is just moved on negative shit. Yeah. And it's annoying. I like Nipsey Hussle. Don't get me wrong. But this shit was dumb. He on camera slapping somebody. He about to get the shit suit out of him. Yeah. And people just reposting it, reposting it. It's not great that he slapped somebody, man. He a grown man. He need to keep his hands to himself. Yeah. The police was trying to hold him back. He walked past the police, slapped the dude. And it's like people giving him a pat on the back for it. And laugh. it's not funny. Yeah. I don't get why people think this shit is entertaining. Mm -hmm. We gravitate to, to violence way too much as far as just a culture, not as a black culture, as a culture in general. Mm -hmm. It's just normalizing bullshit. Yeah. Go ahead and. Yeah, that's go. pretty much it. Yeah, I just seen that. I seen that video earlier. Stupid. And it, now that I think about it, that's a, the good thing about like you know having a podcast is that we and then we do it, we, we record it weekly. We're not like going live after exactly. incidents happen exactly is that you get time to like you know digesting think. things yeah you know so because when i first watched it i was like dang that's crazy and then you know now that i think about it it's just like yeah that's not that's not a good situation to be in it's no. like you you're in your hometown you get to perform at the bet awards you know what i mean it's going to be you're going to go out after you know and probably hit a couple clubs and it's like you know, you're like the um, the host for, you know, people coming from Atlanta, people coming from New yeah. York and stuff like that. And then you have like a situation like that where I don't know what the situation or what happened before that. But, you know, you you have to be able to um, you have to have emotional intelligence. You can't you yeah. know, go around just slapping people. Yeah. Um, you can't be on the offensive end of, 
these these situations, especially especially when you have more to lose than yeah. you know a security guard that's working you know at these these places. Exactly. And um, and and honestly, you never know who these people are. Like this person um, that he slapped lives in L.A. Um, ain't no telling like what his background is you or don't know. where he's from. The you know these people that get these jobs are you know they regular people just mm-hmm. getting a job and you don't know you know who who they're connected to, who's you know family member who live in what neighborhood and stuff like that. So you just kind of got to be mindful you know about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and my thing is this: I feel, and I'm not you know taking back what I said. I still feel it was very stupid. But my thing is this, Nipsey seems like he's a sharp guy. Yeah, he's from the streets, but this guy is investing in follow coin and doing all kind of different stuff, and he's a business guy. Mm-hmm. But he, it, what I would say is this, what he probably should understand, and I'm not, I can't tell him nothing about business. I'm not nowhere near as successful as Nipsey. But from a man's standpoint, that was a dumb investment. Everything you do as a man is an investment, whether you're getting a girlfriend you know, if, if it's your girl, eventually you want to marry her. You're investing your time into a woman. Mm-hmm. If you invest your money into something, you're investing in it so it can grow. Mm-hmm. Now, even every decision you make as a man is an investment. So when you're walking around slapping niggas in the head after a concert, you got to understand, what if you had an investment, right? And, and the people you talked to was like, you know, he's a sharp guy. I love what he's doing. And now they say, nope, I don't want to have nothing to do with him. Yeah. Just because you did that, you got to understand for every reaction... For everything you do, there is a reaction to it, mm-hmm. and and the, the the energy that you put out, I'm going to quote Charlemagne the God, the energy you put out in the universe will come back to you. Mm-hmm. So it may not come back to him in the in the form of a slap to the face, but it might come to a slap to his pocket. Yeah. So that's why it's important, you know. And also, you got to realize, is it worth it? You know mm-hmm. how many niggas I want to slap in the face. But I just walk it. I walk away. Mm-hmm. One, I'm not gonna get arrested for somebody, and I'm too old to be getting into fights. I know he came up in a time where you know, and he a crip. So I mean, but doesn't mean you can't have self control. Because mm-hmm. I just cannot see Jay Z being in that situation. Mm-hmm. Just personally, I can't see Jay Z in that situation. I can't see P Diddy in that situation. You know that when they did say P Diddy slapped Drake, they did. It was confirmed. A lot of people said he slapped him. Yeah. But obviously it was off camera. Probably was at a big party. Nobody got it on video. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it wasn't good, and we we need to stop encouraging that type of shit, man. We, yeah. we it's not cool. Yeah, yeah. That that that's the thing. It's um, we um, you know, like you said, like those you know, those are Jay Z and Diddy are prime examples of you know people that you know maneuver a certain way. And the 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 sad part is is like. This doesn't. I won't equivalent this to like a Tupac situation, but Tupac was a, was the same person that was you know preaching positivity sometimes mm-hmm. on radio and interviews with you know um, uh, was it Angie Martinez and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then at the same time, he goes to a Mike Tyson fight and he's beating up you know different gang members and and the thing. So it's just like. I don't want to say this is the same situation, but you know what I mean? Those are the type of things that, you know, lead to people's demises. Definitely. Like, that, like not having that emotional intelligence, not being able to yep. de- de-escalate a situation when, you know, when stuff like that I, happens. You know what? That's a great point. And I'm going to also go and say this. I think that a lot of people with platforms, whether they're rappers or whatever they are, 
they do a terrible job with that platform. They do a miserable job with that platform. Mm -hmm. Do not say something positive and preach all this positivity and all of this. And then you like, so whoop, blood, blood. Like, bro, here's the thing. You got to understand something. Whatever you do, regardless of what you do, you got to understand You, if you send in a mixed message, nobody going to even take it serious. Mm -hmm. Like you could say, you know, we got to stop this gang violence, but you still throwing up gang signs. Then what are you really doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I know with some people being in gang is as how they was raised up and whatnot. But it's like, you know, with Tupac as one example, you know, he said some profound things and then went out and did completely the opposite. You got to have the same amount of energy towards other things. If you don't, then it's going to be a problem. Ain't nobody going to buy what you're saying. Yeah. It just it ain't going to make no sense. You just got to you have to be consistent in everything you're doing. Like, for example, if I tell you, if I say, you know what, I'm a, I feel like I'm a good person and you hear me on this podcast and I'm saying, you know, and I'm saying all this stuff and, you know, go to church and go to work and do this and do that and do that. And let's say I'm married and I'm fucking everybody's wife. Then what are you going to think of me then? Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not matching up in other places. Mm -hmm. So, man, just don't put too much stock. We're going to go back to that as well. Don't put too much stock in what a lot of these people say because they don't do a good job on their platform. <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Do you believe in love in 2018? I mean, I know you guys can't answer that question. <laughs> but Call us on 188. Yeah. 555-222. I'll be honest. It's a no for me, dog. I do not believe in love in 2018. Mm -hmm. Fuck no. I believe in the idea of love. Mm -hmm. I definitely believe in the idea of love, but I do not believe in love in this day and age. And the main reason why is because people do not know how to conduct themselves. Like they, you got to understand that love is an attitude. Love is, is a responsibility. Everything you do and how you act is a representation of your love for someone else. So if I tell a woman that I love her, I can't be chasing pussy behind her back. I can't be flirting with women that I run into in public. I can't be, you know, doing stuff for attention on social media. Mm -hmm. Like, it's an attitude. You cannot sit there and say you love somebody and you're doing everything contrary to what love is, man. Mm -hmm. The same, and it's crazy. Like, I say it too much. The same chick you see say something like, you know, how much she loves her man and I would know where I would be without him. She going to get right on social media and post a booty pic. How the fuck you say you love your man and you getting all this attention from all these other dudes? That's just maybe I'm old school. Maybe most people appropriated that now because of social media. But I think it's ignorant. I mm -hmm. think it's stupid. What the fuck you need all this attention and admiration for if you got somebody you care about? If you were single and you're showing your ass off and stuff, okay, cool. But if you got a man, you need to calm yourself down. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and dudes out here saying it, oh, I love, and they posting all this stuff and talking about how much they care about their woman, but they chasing every piece of pussy in Bakersfield. And it's like, you just a piece of trash, dog. How's a woman supposed to love that? How's she supposed to care about you? And all you're doing is making a mockery of it. Yeah. It's terrible. I don't know. I don't know if I personally believe in the the love thing. I think that I don't know if it's changed any any I don't know if it's changed now from, you know, the 80s or the 90s or something. I just think it's, you know, it's evolved. So 
if the guy was um, sliding in DMs in 2018, in 1980, he was probably getting girls' numbers at the burger shop or, you know what I mean, in a mall or wherever. Yeah. Um, or if, you know, if a girl is on social media now posting pictures of herself in a bikini every day, she was probably the same girl that was going to the clubs with her friends and wearing the skimpiest dress you could find inside the mall or gotcha. whatever. So I think it's just transformed. Um I don't know. I I I do I do think that um, that a lot of relationships aren't authentic. No, um, not at all. But I do think that there's you know still love out there. I think that you just it, it's just it's really hard to find. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's a 2018 thing. I think that's a forever thing. You know, so, some people get lucky and they find you know a perfect mate to where you know they. Um, you know, they fall in love and then they're with the, that person and they die together and stuff like that. But I just think it's a, uh, it's, I think it's a, it's a great feeling to be, you know, in love with someone. And I think that, you know, with that comes with the, the, the difficulty in finding that partner. Yeah, definitely. It, it is a forever thing. And it's also 2018. I'll explain why. Um, the reason why is because they're, you got to understand social media changes the game. It completely changes it. There's so many distractions that it's harder for people to love someone mm -hmm. because with social media, it's the graveyard for the people you used to smash. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just keeping it 100. Yeah. Like let's say you post a, a, a relationship status update and it's you and picture you and your girl. And then the girl you used to smash for you met your girl. She likes it. Then your ex-girlfriend, she likes it. Then a chick that you smashed before that, she hits the like button. You got a bunch of people there that really shouldn't be there, that were never there prior to social media. Mm -hmm. Think about that, man. And it's the truth. Like, you got too many distractions nowadays. It's just too much. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, that could obviously be, that could be arranged. You know, you could take people off social, me social media. You can delete your social media as well. That's that's definitely a, another option. Um but in addition to that, um, freak, I had a thought. Uh, <laughs> in addition to that, you just you just got way too many distractions, man. You got too many distractions, and you and it's so much out there and so much temptation that people just don't know how to keep. They don't know how to. They don't know how to behave. They don't know how to conduct themselves. That's the number. That's probably the number one reason why relationships don't work out. People don't know how to conduct themselves, and they also honestly. That was going to say. People aren't honest. Mm -hmm. Like you gotta be honest with people for that shit to work, man. And nobody, everybody gonna lie. They gonna lie to keep you around. And then when some shit hit the fan, that's gonna be the end of y'all. Yeah. So let's say, for example, I'm chilling. Let's say I'm watching a movie with my girl, right? And I get a text, and it's for some chick, some random chick that I was talking to way before her, and she hits me up, and I'm chilling with my girl. My girl takes my phone and was like, "Whoa, who's that?" Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't really feel comfortable with the concept of my girl just taking my phone but i don't really care i ain't hiding nothing mm -hmm. and if she sees something she ain't supposed to see i'm gonna tell her exactly what it is yeah i'm like before i met you i was trying to talk to this chick but you know we've been together now seven eight months and she's barely texting me i don't know what's going on but mm -hmm. i don't text her you know what i mean yeah if people aren't honest that way they could be like i don't know who it is i don't know how she got my number yeah you i don't to me i don't think that people fall into cheating in that like in those sort of scenarios mm -hmm. the people that i know that cheat on their 
girlfriends or whatever, they're actively seeking exactly cheating. So as you, there are. Um, I don't know if there's more distractions. I just think there's more ways for that person to cheat. Yeah. This, so yeah. if they're a cheater, they're just going to cheat no matter yeah. what the times are. I think now it's easier to cheat. But if yeah. you're, if you were, you know, no matter what time you were born, if you were walking around with, you know, Joseph and Jesus and Mary Magdalene and you know what I mean, you was going to be that same person that cheated back then. It's harder though. You know, you're going to, it's harder, but I'm saying like you're still it's still the same person. You didn't even so, have cars back then, man. Yeah, you, you gonna walk, you know. You gonna get a mule to get some pussy. <laughs> you gonna walk. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna put your Jesus sandals on. Hop on that donkey. You gonna get on a donkey to get some donkey. <laughs> <laughs> walk from Egypt to Israel to. <laughs> oh man. To link up with uh. Jebediah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. All them biblical names, man. I'm going to hell. <laughs> no, nah, man. It, but my thing is, all I'm saying is, is the whole honesty thing that I mentioned. It's like yeah. people are, aren't going to be honest about that. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is some women that would get mad. Like, if you listen to this and your man is honest with you about something, don't get mad at him and storm out. What you want him to fuck... Do you want him to tell you a comfortable lie? If your man looked you in the face and he got a text at two in the morning from some chick and she was like, who is this? He'd be like, well, before I met you, I was trying to hook up with her. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at him because I know you got niggas in your phone that was trying to get at you. Yeah. And it's not just out of your control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But in order for that, in order for that shit to work out, you got to be honest, man. Yeah. You got to be honest. Yeah. You got to be honest. And if, if your honesty is going to run people off, they ain't meant for you anyways. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it, man. Yeah, um, yeah. it's it's a, a whole <laughs> lot more shit that I want to say, but it'll be it'll just make the podcast way too fucking long. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I think for me, I get what you're saying, um, and you're right. And I don't think that I'm um, I don't think that I'm wrong either. And it's not exactly. they're not really like opposing. They're arguments. not. No. Um, I just think that um, these these guys or these girls or whatever, if you find them in any sort of situations, it's, it's, it's their own willpower that will keep them from, you know, being the guy that's cheating. Cause you can be definitely like, think about, you know, like Kevin Hart's situation and, you know, Jay-Z's situation. These are situations that, um, I don't know. I don't know how they played out or how these people met, but I don't think that, Jay-Z met Becky on social media. No. <laughs> Jay-Z didn't slide into Becky's DMs like, hey, you got some good hair. Or like Kevin Hart didn't. I don't know how he met the girls that he met or whatever, but I imagine it wasn't, you know, Networking. I imagine he met these people in person. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is like, you know, that don't really have nothing to do with social media. Like you could just. But we regular people. We not Kevin Hart. So you got to realize, or, or Jay-Z, you know how many women are, are attracted to them as in general? They're attracted to their status. So these women is a they going to him like a fly on shit, whereas us we regular guys. So in order for us to cheat, we gotta put in work. No, gotta, what I'm saying is not that's not a um, 2018 thing. That's a like since they didn't use social media, it's a thing that can happen anytime, anywhere. Of course. Um, so they're cheaters. Jay Z, if he's cheating in 2018, he would have cheated in. 1970 or whatever before social media and stuff definitely 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 yeah cheating is cheating i agree with that 
mm-hmm. but there's so many different variables involved. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like there is more. I would I would say this: there is more temptation in 2018 than any time ever. Yeah. And, and the reason why, and I'm not saying that that makes it a valid excuse. Yeah, I'm just saying that we live in a time where you have to be very strong in your morals and as a man, mm-hmm. because if you, <clears throat> it's real easy to fall into a trap. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to fall into a trap. Okay, like matter of fact, and when we get on this next topic. I'll elaborate more because mm-hmm. it's, it's it, it'll kind of fall into the next one. Mm-hmm. You got anything else on that one? Nah. All right, man. And this one here, this last topic was basically, uh, this was created based on the fact I got a text earlier from Keith. Um, I'm not going to say exactly what it said, but it was something to the energy of, energy of this. I'm not going to say what it is verbatim because I don't want to, you know, I ain't trying to dry snitch on him. (laughs) It's basically, you know, he's trying to, he's posing a question. It like it seems like women are needy. Why why do they seem so needy nowadays or what's going on? And here's the thing. I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna I'm not saying this to out women like all oh, you guys are needy, blah, blah, blah. But this is from a man's perspective, because men are also very needy as well. Um I think women are needy towards men that really don't want them that much. That's that that is the common problem. Like, there'll be a guy that literally likes them, wants to spend time with them, but they're needy towards a man that just wants to fuck. Dang. And it's fucked up, and it, it, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the de- it, man, I've been chilling with a chick that was like, she got a text while we were hanging out, and she's like, man, this guy just doesn't get it. He just keeps texting me. And then I thought to myself, like, does she know that all I'm doing is Trying to fuck like that, you know. Like, that's all I'm trying to do, yeah. and, and it doesn't make me a bad person because that's what I want. I'm just saying for the simple fact that there are men that actually care about you that you don't have to be needy with. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be a mutual thing. But commonly, when a person is needy, it's because they are in the position of need. Yeah. They need someone that barely wants them. Yeah, you know. Have I ever been a needy person before? I have, and I'll tell you why. I was because I thought that's what, you know, women wanted. But I was very young. Yeah. And I figured, you know, women wanted you to always be blowing them up and texting them all the time. They always wanted you to be around them. and They want you to... Women don't want that. Good mornings and good nights. Women hate that shit. Women hate that shit. They could lie all they want and say, I like a guy that's romantic. And they get tired of it because they... Women are not used to men being hopeless romantics their whole life. They're used to men not being that. So when you just this romantic dude, you always trying to, you always posting pictures and saying stuff about how much you love her and all this shit all the time. They get annoyed by it, and they definitely don't like needy men mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. They rather have a guy that literally they could go hours without texting. Like women, they want to be with a dude. But they also love freedom. They want to still feel free while they're in a relationship, bro. Yeah. You know, and a lot of dudes, man, they super needy, man. And a lot of women, y'all super needy, but it's towards the wrong motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. It's commonly towards dudes that's just trying to do a new sex move on your ass. And they don't, (laughs) they're not trying to take you serious. Yeah. I think that, um, part of it too is that, um, People have 
a life outside of like communicating. Thank you. And different people have like different personalities. Exactly. So I think for me, sometimes like, you know, uh, I don't communicate with people that often and it doesn't really have, have anything to do with the person. It's just like, sometimes I just don't feel like, like talking or like texting. It takes like a lot of energy sometimes. It does. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're just not feeling like holding a conversation throughout the entire day. That's too much. Especially when it's like not really a stimulating conversation. It's just about like whatever. And so you just like less willing to, you know, have that conversation. Or if you're like actively doing something, you don't want to be like breaking your concentration Thank you. every time your phone vibrates to Thank respond you. with the LOL or, yeah. you know, oh, that's cool or, you know, whatever. It's too much. So, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just like when we do talk, we can have like a really good conversation. Um, but when we're not talking, like it's not the end of the world. Exactly. And I know for times. you, you know, you for you, you're dry, you're on the truck, you know, the majority of your day. Exactly. And it's like you, you know, you can't hold that Mm-mm. text conversation or, you know, you're going to run somebody in a little Honda over. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a, a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, but you're, you're completely right on that. Um, yeah. in addition, like the thing about it is. If you're responding to all these chicks texts all day long, writing her back all day long, you're not really wanting to do it. That's bad. In addition to it, she's going to lose interest in you because you're too available. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds stupid, but you got to like you got to stop working so hard and leave some mystery to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if you ain't texting her, you could be doing nothing, man. You could be talking to one of your homies or doing something, man. She going to have to let you live your life. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be on the phone texting your fucking ass all day long. Yeah. Like, if we laughing and having a good time and we vibing, like, you breaking the vibe. You fucking the vibe up. <laughs> like, we, we on good terms and that's cool. We're going to stay that way. It's not like I'm not texting you back right away because I hate you or, like, I'm tired of you or any of that. I just, yeah. I just want everything to remain fresh and natural. How yeah. is it natural to text somebody all day long? Yeah. Like, I can't do like, that. Like, put things to, into perspective. Like, today, I woke up at, like, 9-something. I went to church for, like, two hours. Um, I left there. I came. I went home, and, you know, I took Baby. a nap. Then I came to do the podcast. So it's like, like, I can't, you can't really, like, just talk to somebody all day. It's not really, like, it's nah. not realistic. You no, know it's I mean? not. And there's some people that are, like, you know, they may have a... a you know, a regular job or a job where they can, you know, text and stuff all day, but, you know, like, yeah. good for them, but, you know what I mean, the, the average person, like, you can't really, Mm-mm. like, they're not, they're not they're not that available. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing about it, too, is, is, like, you can keep it, if it's if it's a natural text conversation, let's say y'all both just chilling, you going back and forth, that could last around an hour almost, like, 40 minutes, 30-some minutes, you just texting back and forth, that's yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. If y'all just like laughing, that's a long time. You don't need nothing else for the rest of the day. Like y'all yeah. done. It could be like, hey, I'm I'm knocking out. Hey, you have a good night or some yeah. shit like that. But besides that, I'm not. I can't. I just can't do it. Yeah. It I I think right now I'm probably the most available that um I probably will ever be in my life because I like I finished school I and you know I'm in transition finding jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. And we're in the process of like trying to grow our podcast and you know our social media presence. But you're and, still doing shit. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, in 2019, like, you got to send these texts while you can. <laughs> 2019, I ain't responding to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's, like, some top-notch, like, Hollywood, you know, some little... Unless uh, J-Lo sliding to my DMs. Oh, man. J-Lo, Not man. the vegan diet, J-Lo. If yeah. If she get off the vegan diet, then we could talk. Yeah, it's crazy. J-Lo got that vegan movie now. <laughs> yeah, it's a trip. She's still sexy as hell, though. She almost 50, dude. She is Heck so yeah. hot. She Okay, I'll tell you this right now. Okay, let's just go my age group. From 33, I say that she is hotter than at least 70% of 33-year-old women. Yeah. Easily. At least 70%. It's probably higher. She, I think she's in like in the top 20 percentile. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're them Latinas, man. Oh, man. Yeah. That's funny. You know who I really like, though? It's uh-huh. a girl from, the girl from Deadpool. Um, her name is... Oh, the black chick. Yeah. Oh, man. That's my new favorite. The afro. Yeah. Oh, man, she fine. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know why people really ain't talking about her like that. Yeah, I guess she's you know she's kind of newer, kind of newer, newer actress. Dude, but she, she is gonna, fine, bro. Pop up. She Hopefully. fine. Her okay. She I forgot her name. The, the black chick. She fine. Her and Wonder Woman. Man, oh, yeah. Wonder Woman is so mm-hmm. bad. Gail Gadot. Gail Gadot. Yeah. Yeah. She banging, bro. Yeah, she bad. Sometimes I be watching Wonder Woman like, bro, you just too sexy to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have got somebody less attractive to do this role. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you the stunt double wasn't very attractive. Though. Yeah, she probably looked like you know, kind of rough, like yeah. a, like a UFC fighter or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, back to the needy thing, man. Another thing too, I will say from from like talking about women, a lot of them are very needy, and the reason why I know that too is they will break up and get out of a relationship, and two weeks later they got a new boyfriend. You'd be like, nigga, that's crazy. What? Yeah. You got a new man in two weeks? Mm-hmm. That that's that's incredibly needy. You when I mean, you don't even take time to to yourself after you done broke up with somebody, you already with the next person. You a very needy person. New nigga alert. N- new nigga alert. <laughs> we getting new niggas out here. Imagine a DJ yelling at every time a girl get out of a relationship and get a new dude, it'd be like DJ Khaled. New nigga alert. Jamaican drums. Heck oh, nah, man. bro. That'd be a comedy sketch. Like yeah. it'd be like we a, the best. It'd be like a club setting, and then the DJ, uh, you know, just show different days of different women walking in, and they have a dude one day, and then the next, and then they have a different dude the next day, and then the new DJ. nigga. I didn't. I've been talking to chicks, bro. It's, it's it's happened to me, like. You'd be talking to a chick. Like, it's nothing yeah. really serious. You'll be talking to her. And you guys aren't, aren't on bad terms, but you just stop fucking with her like that. Yeah. And then, like, probably less than a month, couple, like, she already chilling with another dude, posting pictures of some dude on social media. Yeah. you just like, dang, like, these girls move fast, bro. Yeah. It's, I think, what about, um, let's talk about, like, the other side, though. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I don't think, like, I don't really communicate with anyone that often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when I was younger, like, you know, when I first, when like texting first started popping off and it was like 2011, 2010, 2012 in that area, I would probably, 
I would be the guy like checking my phone every freaking yeah. second to you know check if the person responded or sending like double texts like oh yeah I was like wondering. acting like acting like they didn't get it mm-hmm. like <laughs> I was a double I was a double texting motherfucker I was double texting they probably tired of me but texts have been texts have been popping since I was in college. Yeah. But we didn't have no smartphones back then. We had to the, we had to really work to text your ass like yeah. click 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 oh, click 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 click. Yeah. You had to tech hit the A button or the one button three times to get to the C. Man, like, nigga, it was so much effort. Nigga was about to get carpal tunnel in that yeah. bitch. Yeah. Hands but, started cramping up. You trying to send a long message. LOL, but it'd be more like I'm in pain. And then like a lot of those acronyms wasn't even used yet, so it was like Mm-mm. or we didn't really understand all of them yet. No, nah, we just yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, somebody like send me some shit. It'd be like, oh, oh, a, oh, oh, a, seven, two. Be like, what the fuck that mean? <laughs> LOL. Didn't know how to respond to that. Yeah. Yeah, but nah, man. Uh, yeah, definitely. I've been that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not I'm not too proud to admit, you know, I've been the guy that double texts. Yeah. I've been the dude that has texted and basically was texting myself because the girl had already curved me, but I had kept texting her to see what was going on. Yeah. You know, you learn from your own fuck ups and if you are self aware you say you I could pick up a woman's vibe within like two texts yeah. you know and my thing is like you gotta give women a chance to like you bro you can't be forcing yourself on them like oh you know we should do this or hey blah 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 if they're not receiving they're not receptive then leave them alone man mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. otherwise you you will be needy yeah, the, I think one thing too is that people people don't like people don't really understand how to read subtext of a situation or like yep. the un you know bo- not necessarily body language but the underlying tones of like the communication. Um, so you know, like kind of like how we were talking about people asking questions, like basically interviewing you when you're um when you're me this nigga on instagram no, ain't even listening i'm listening i'm just looking through but uh yeah. but you know people are um people are uh you know trying to interview a person to get them know them to get to know them exactly. versus like just reading the person and reading like you know the undertones and stuff of what they're saying so you'll know them yeah, better that way yeah you'll, you'll you'll definitely understand them better that way so you you could be having a conversation with a person and you know, you do, it doesn't always have to be um, a question followed by an answer followed by another question. Like, mm-hmm. you guys can just talk. Like, yeah. you know, like, what's your favorite movie? Y'all, my favorite movie is, you know, whatever. Like, um, Friday. Oh, Friday, I love that movie. Oh, what about this part? What about all the, the funny lines by Felicia? And, oh, what about when uh, when Craig knocked out exactly. Devo and stuff? Like, so you're... you're yep. You're learning so much more about that person versus asking them every single time, yeah. like, oh, like super, like a question, a question, a question, a question. That's boring. Because you, 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 and that's not how like the real world works. Like if you think about from a movie perspective, when we learn how to write screenplays, we learn. Nobody um, knows how to do that, Keith. Well, <laughs> you guys suck. Go <laughs> 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 <No>, learn something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when you watch a movie, a movie has like like real layers. You know what I mean? It's everything that 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 you learn in a movie is not you know put out into the fort. Everything is not exposition. They're not saying exactly what they mean all the time. True. You know what I mean? Like we just watched uh, Superfly, and the Superfly he walks into the you know spoiler alert. 
um, he walks into the <laughs> he walks into the the you know the situation where he meets the rapper and stuff like that, and he doesn't even say much, but you can tell like he's like this this uh, you know this dude with a lot of confidence, and he has clout in these sort of situations. He de- he never walked in and said anything like I'm the man, pay me my money. It was always like. You know, I know you, he, he'd start spewing off facts about the people's family. And then from there, yeah, the audience understands. What's going like, on? you know, he, you understand this guy is like the truth and he's like he's not a person to mess with. So that's the idea. You know what I mean? And that applies in the real world also. Like people don't walk in. If that was the same sort of situation in real life, no one walks in saying, like, I'm the man. I, you know, give me my money or I'm going to kill you. They always say it in a way where. Or if you can, you think about, um, I don't know if any of you out there have watched um, this dude, Jay Prince. If you ever watch this interview, his whole interview is like subtext. He basically like spews out these metaphors and like he talked about Takashi 69 and he talked about him running for election. And if he keeps running for election, eventually he get elected. Essentially saying like, if this dude t- keeps talking crazy online and, you know, trying to troll people, he eventually going to get killed. So that's essentially what he's asking for. So that's like, you know, that same sort of thing applies to, you know, these situations where you're communicating with someone you like or, you know, someone you're trying to build a relationship with. Like, you know, just talk. You know exactly. what I mean? It doesn't have to be an interview. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. have to be a 40, you know, a what is it, 60 minutes, you know what I mean? Exactly. And 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 <clears throat> don't just talk about yourself. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. And I feel bad for any woman to have to go through that where guys literally like I do this and I I do this mm-hmm. and I just oh god, that's mm-hmm. got to be terrible. Yeah. You know. But uh yeah, like you said, it more or less be like, "Hey, that's crazy. Last time I came here the food was fucked up, but it's pretty good today, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. What you like off that menu? Oh, you like that?" Mm-hmm. I don't know. That tastes kind of funny last time I ate it. You know, shit mm-hmm. like that. Just mm-hmm. cracking jokes, having humor, you know. But for the most part, you're not... If if you don't do things like that, you're going to be in a position of need and it's going to just, just run people away. Yeah. You're going to be like double texting. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good morning. Mm-hmm. Then, hey, what's up? How you doing? Good evening. Hey, you, gonna, uh, hey, you, use, don't, you didn't get my text? You're going to use different... Social medias, you gonna hit them a message on Facebook, then you, they don't they gonna read your message on Facebook, then you gonna slide in their DMs on Instagram, then they gonna read your thing on Instagram, and then you gonna send them an email. <laughs> they ain't gonna respond to that either. So, Damn. Uh, yeah, that's that's gotta be low. That's that's gotta be so low. Mm-hmm. You just inboxing and, res- and man, you know what that that also sends a message of too. Mm-hmm. That sends a message that like nobody wants you. Like you literally are messaging this chick. You enter. You you okay, You text her. She ain't text you back. If you DM her, she ain't DM you back. Like, bruh, people have their phone twenty four seven. Yeah, twenty four seven. I don't care if they don't have social media. They always have their phone. Mm-hmm. So when they text you within the first no more than ten minutes, they know that somebody contacted them. Yeah. So when they don't text you back, trust me, they try not to text you. Yeah. I ain't never said, oh, I'm too busy to text. If somebody said they're too busy to text you back or, oh, I didn't text you back, it's a, it's, used, it's a lie, nine times out of ten. The reason why I say that is because it, even if a chick, like, if she, if she like, thinks you're kind of interesting and she don't text you back for a long time, that means she ain't feeling you. Because mm-hmm. any chick that really, really like you, I can't even, I could text a chick something that really likes me. I'll text her. I can't even put my phone down before I get a text back. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can't even put your phone down. They were like, oh, oh boom. Mm-hmm. They just like almost it's almost feel like they was waiting for a text. Yeah. Or they was texting some other nigga for I text them. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably texting Daquan and then your name popped up. Yeah, a regular like, nigga's name, Eddie come up. <laughs> you got to texting Taekwana Shana Kabita. <laughs> Kaishana Quante. Texting Jehoshaphat. Yeah. <laughs> nigga behind on the child support since 99. <laughs> I know, oh, I mean, I bet man. you I've been curved for some lame dudes. Yeah. Man. But it's all good, man. Yeah, I be seeing like, you know, there's this, uh, I wouldn't say a lot of girls, but there are girls, there are girls that you probably would like. Mm-hmm. And it's just the ultimate gangster nigga from the east side or the west side or whatever. Oh, they gonna bang and, on this, man. Be careful. And... <laughs> I got family. <laughs> nah, but it's um, but like, you know, you would you know you would try you you would try to talk to the girl, and then all of a sudden, like five months later, you see like her hugged up with like whatever dude, and you just like, dang, and you know the dude is like your boy from like elementary school or whatever, yeah. but you like, dang, you messing with this nigga? Yeah, like, dang, it's crazy. Hey, y'all gotta start making better choices, man. <laughs> <laughs> like real talk, man. Hood niggas need love too, man. Yeah, they need shout love. out to all the hood niggas out there. They need they need love, but they don't be knowing how to love. <laughs> they be like, they be saying shit like, "I love my bitch with all my heart." You like, what'd you say? I said I love my bitch with all my heart, nigga. You be like, hey man, good, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy though. Like some of the most hood niggas be like the most lovey dovey dudes. Like you would hear something about yeah. like the most thugged out dude. But how they deal with girls be completely yeah. out of character. Yeah, they be leaving crazy messages and yeah. shit. I got, I leave it nameless, man. This dude I know, he was a straight up gangster. Man, I went to high school with him, mm-hmm. and his ex wife was on there. Like, uh, I guess, I guess the dude was saying something, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Man, she was like, I ain't even worried about this nigga. He be crying and some more shit." And I'm thinking, like, I can't even see this dude crying. Yeah. But I guess he really was, bro. It's like the video. Uh, this is video we seen where. Um, the dude was singing like oh Buddha yeah Buddha oh. Ellen May or something like that yeah um, I forget her I forget her name but the dude was like got a red flag on red, all red around man. his neck he gang banging while the song going on but he just he crying a song like it was like his life like she wrote the story of his life and he just in the front row just like you know singing his heart out with the girl and I was like dang this is crazy but that's how like. You know, somebody I've seen, I know like the most, you know, thugged out people from, you know, even like people that I knew growing up, thugged out people. Emotional gangbangers. Yeah. And they just like, something about that female just make them like, we got, that's what we got to call this podcast. Emotional gangbangers. Emotional, emotional gangbangers. There you go. (laughs) Shout out to all my emotional gangbangers out there. Shout out. Shout out. They'll kill a nigga and then that girl dump him and they'll go. Write them a love note and buy them chocolates and whatnot. They can't write. <laughs> man, you got anything else to add on this, man? Um, nah, man. I think, um, you know, we covered X. We covered the 90s sitcoms. We covered, um, you know, these relationships. And um, I think we touched on everything. Yeah, I think we be touched, we touched and groped on everything, man. Yeah, me too, bro. What 
No, that with consent, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no Bill Cosby shit going on around here. <laughs> you, oh, you know, hold on, man. Let me just add that last thing there. Mm-hmm. It was a thing going on with about you know consent, and I was obviously listening, referencing a podcast that we and him both listened to it like a lot. Shout mm-hmm. out to uh, Andrew Shows and um, uh, Charlamagne God. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Brilliant Idiots they, it, it, Andrew Schultz brought up consent like should we be asking women for certain things like may I touch your breast like you know yeah. <laughs> you know and well, the crazy thing about it is it just sounds funny that sounds crazy that sounds crazy yeah can you imagine that can you imagine the, the look on a woman's face if you said that like hey is it alright if I touch your breast she gonna be like I'm not even fucking with this guy right now <laughs> I think she'd be like, no. I think the best thing you could do is make your move. If she in any way seems uncomfortable, then you put keep your fucking hands to yourself. Yeah. But I'm not gonna ask her. Yeah. Is it okay if I grab your breast? <laughs> can I kiss you? Can I caress your bosom? Can I can I touch your vagina <laughs> with two fingers? <laughs> oh, three. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I think I think that that I don't even know how to really comprehend that consent thing. Yes, you should have consent, but I think it's more of a mutual feeling. Make your move, man. Yeah. Make make your move. You ain't got no reason to make any moves if she has not. I think that that people are just bad at reading. Yeah, situations, real bad. Because like the same like we talked about earlier, there's people that are. Um, Double tech like texting girls every day that aren't. They don't get it. Like I know, I know a girl. I knew a guy that was trying to holler at this girl for like four months straight. In the first month they were talking, and you know he wasn't getting a hint. So like she would respond maybe a couple text messages, and you know it would be over with. And then eventually she just blocked him. So for like the whole summer, the whole three months before school started. Like he was just blocked, and he and she was still, and he was still sending her text messages. Oh my so God. like people just don't, people just don't get it. So as much as like the whole like idea of um, asking consent for every single thing, it does sound crazy. But like also like some people can't really like read body, like can't really Bro. read a situation and body language and these yeah. nonverbal cues and stuff like that. But so. but to be honest. Yes, the consent things make sense, but it don't. Because I think any woman that doesn't want you around them ain't going to even want you in the position to ask for consent. Y'all ain't going to be hanging out one-on-one. Trust me. But yeah. there are some people that would... They do want to hang out without Got doing it. stuff. Without doing stuff. Yeah. Got it. But you got to... You still... Yeah. It comes to, the, it comes to being self-aware and not yeah. doing that. It's really complex. It's not, you know... It's, it's not as complex as you think. It's more with being self aware, because yeah. you, you if you if you a guy that has no fucking clue and you double texting and triple texting and girls basically told you women are gonna they're not they're gonna they're not they're gonna tell you without telling you but you got to be able to pick up on that shit yeah if you can't it goes back to what you said you are gonna have some problems yeah you know what I'm saying but I think us we're pretty self aware and we're um you know we can read situations pretty well but yeah. there's somebody out there you know like the example of the guy that I told you about he just like you know he he pretty clueless when it comes to stuff like that so <laughs> i don't know you know uh, what i mean that'd be crazy during sex can i choke you <laughs> 
is it okay if I choke you? Can I spank your butt? Can I put my finger in your mouth? <laughs> Damn, that just sound wild, bro. That sound robotic. And and let any ladies listen to this. If you got turned on, just go and inbox me on. I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm asking for consent. <laughs> Nah, you could right. chop that that uh, <laughs> that last bit off. Use uh, it as a ringtone. Uh, Every time Eddie texts you, it just go through like, "Can I stick my finger in your mouth?" Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Oh man. Well, it looks like we've came to the end of this podcast. Uh, it's been a great ride today, and. Uh, I was like, thank you for listening. Thank uh, y'all, man. Any anything else, man? Nah, that's it. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we out. Peace.